Silence! It's time! It's time! It's time for another episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Can you dig it, dig it sucker? Grab a cinder strap, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a cinder strap, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a cinder strap, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Sit back in the back of 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 the Man, Tyler, I'm feeling pretty freaking good. I'll tell you why. Because in the mail this week, I actually got my accessories for my microphone, and I feel like my audio quality... Actually, I know for a fact my audio quality is better <laughs> nice. than what it was. So, yeah, basically what I did is I invested inside of a new cord for my USB, like, uh, Yeti microphone. So, a replacement cord from the one that broke. But... Uh, the major thing is this little, like, uh, wind guard. Not wind guard, but yeah. uh, windscreen. Yeah, pop filter, whatever they want to call them. Yeah, it's sort, of, a lot of, names it's sort of like that. But uh, what basically is, is, like, it was fairly cheap. I spent, like, about roughly 30 or 40 bucks altogether for the cord and also the freaking uh, windscreen and stuff. But what I will say is, even after a couple different tests and stuff, like, could you tell that it was like a little bit more cleaner in terms of, you know, me actually going oh. through and speaking for a change? <laughs> oh yeah, no, there's a big difference. Like, yeah, I I can certainly tell. Like, I when I got mine and stuff, I've I've noticed a big difference on that too. So, it's it's crazy, like how like that tiny little thing makes such a difference. Man. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I got to listening to some of the past episodes of our podcast and stuff, and uh, there was a couple things I noticed. One, my audio in regards to my laptop in the background kind of screeching a little bit. And two, yeah. especially after last listening to last week's episode, which, you know what, it kind of sounded like I was in a freaking stadium because <laughs> <laughs> of uh, how far away I was from the mic. Because from last week, I had my mic arranged to where it was like, it was tilted to the side, right? But I wasn't speaking directly into it. But uh, this week, changed it up. I'm actually speaking roughly about two feet or so away. So, it, well, actually no, more like a foot away. But regardless, at least I'm going to sound better. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, you sound great. Man, other than that, other than that, I went to Walmart today and I picked up I picked up a couple things. I picked up a movie, the whole, like, uh, the Alita. Yeah, Alita. Mm, like, that movie is great. I know. I know. I was watching a video just last, I should know, just a couple days ago in terms of anime ad- adaptations and stuff to movies and stuff on the best, and Battle Angel Alita is supposed to be one of the best ones, so it's like, I look forward to, like, watching that. But the other thing I picked up, which kind of surprised me, now, did you know, Tyler, that there are other comic book brands other than DC and Marvel that are selling comics at Walmart? <laughs> huh. Well, I didn't know either until my mom ended up pointing it out to me when we were walking to the store today. We're in electronics, and I was looking at the movies, 
And right behind me was this comic book display. And I'm thinking, what the hell? This is odd. There's never comic book displays inside electronics. Because generally what they do inside Walmart, they usually have it bundled to where they have the trading card section. That's where all the DC and the Marvel comics that are all like blister packs and whatsoever are like sold there that nobody ever bothers like <laughs> going through. But uh, no. In terms of these comics, these are actually from a company called Allegiance. Um, trying to get uh, one of these books. Yeah, Allegiance Comics. So, basically, I was doing a little bit of research on today, and uh, this was from, like, an Indiegogo sort of uh, campaign or Indiegogo project where I think a husband and wife duo, I think, went through and uh, got a whole bunch of different people in terms of writing stories and doing artwork and stuff. And they're a little bit more pricey for comics. They're, like, about five bucks a piece, but uh, these are... Kind of like individual volumes that you would expect from like other type of retailers. But what's the big deal about this is, is because of Diamond, the distributor for comics, has mm -hmm. been sort of like on hold in regards to distributing things to comic book shops and other things. Basically, big name like brands like DC and Marvel, they're not getting their stuff out as uh, what they should be. But in terms of what this husband and wife duo was able to do, they were able to secure a deal with Walmart in order to supply their comic books. So, basically I got in my hands here some of the first editions of these comics. So, yeah, the standard superhero ones, like you got Red Rooster, Bass Reeves, like Futuristics, and Nora Saga. I haven't read any of these books yet, but the artwork and the comic covers, I mean, these look fantastic. The details of it. But a one factoid that I didn't know about until I was doing a little bit of research. For Bass Reeves, the writer of this actually worked on Underworld, that movie. I believe. What was that? Yeah, Underworld. Yeah. Yeah, it was. But, uh, yeah, it was just something a little bit of a, a surprise, you know? Because when you go through like a place like Walmart, you don't expect to see like comic books, like on newsstands sort of things, like you would say back in the 90s or back in like the late 80s for some people that are listening to this podcast. It's like, those just be commonplace and that's kind of the, that's kind of the idea what these people, this husband and wife duo actually did was they wanted to sort of simulate to what it was back then. But uh, anyway, I thought it was pretty cool. But other than that, no. I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Tyler? Uh, doing all right. You know, it's a uh, Friday night is recording, so uh, had a nice little couple, few days off in a row here. So that has been nice. Today's my third and final day. For unfortunately, uh, having off in a row, but um, yeah, doing okay. Yesterday was my birthday, so hey. turned the big uh, thirty-one. Woohoo! Um, <laughs> it was a good day though. Uh, like Courtney, I talked about last week. She ordered. She uh, told me to buy a game when I got actual chain. Switch. I haven't started that yet, though. Um, my sister gave me a GameStop gift card, uh, so that was nice of her. Yeah. And then, um, so I, I just went ahead and I, I bought some uh, uh, eShop books with that. There you go. Uh, yeah, and then um, uh, my parents are getting me uh, Predator's uh, Hunting Ground. Oh, they uh, are? Yeah, they was like, what do you want for your birthday? I was like, 
um, just get me Predator. It's like it's only like forty bucks. Like, oh okay. I'm like, oh cool. All right, cool. I didn't know how much I wanted to spend, but that so they're gonna get, uh, I haven't got it yet, but they're gonna give it to me this weekend. And then um Oh, Justin texted me this morning and gave me a code for twenty bucks for eShop. So, Holy shit, dude! Uh, you getting connected all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Makes up for me getting drunk last night and uh, buying uh, deadly premonitions on eShop. So. <laughs> oh my god! And you I bought don't know that why. off? Of, you bought that off of a drunken whim? Yeah, I don't know why. It sounded like a good idea. It was, it was on sale for fifteen bucks. I was just looking at the market. And I was Oof. like, Yeah, I'll get that. And I'm just like, as like this morning, I was looking on my, I turned my switch on and stuff. And uh, uh, they put the code in that Justin gave me, and I was like, it was on my you know, my main screen there. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. That's right. I did that, didn't I? <laughs> God, you know what's yeah. going to happen, right? You're going to try it. And quintessentially, I kind of feel like you're going to have some sort of a cult classic feel to it. That's what I feel. I hope so. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's 15 bucks, so normally it's 30 But I looked at the the price because Deadly Premonition 2 comes out in July now. They, released the, they just announced the release date. And... Um, uh, what was it? It's like it's gonna be fifty bucks. I'm like, oh god, why? <laughs> like, I think part of the reason why the the other one had some a little bit of a hit behind it because it was only twenty bucks when it, when it came out. Huh. So, but I remember that was like the big thing about that on 360 back in the day. It was like with the first one, where it was like it was only it was a twenty dollar game on the coming out on the 360. And that was, I think, a big reason why it sold as well as it did. I mean, it didn't sell like amazingly, but it sold fairly well enough. So. Yeah, so I got that. I don't know why, but I did it. Because uh, I got, I mean, I got a fuck ton of games to play through right now. It's not even funny. Like, I'm still playing Final Fantasy Seven. Man, you and me got, both. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I got like Final Fantasy Seven, Resident Evil 3, Astral Chain, Borderlands 3. Oh, I bought the John Wick game on PS4. Um, I love John Wick. It's one of my favorite like movie franchises probably in the last 10 years or so. Um, and they, It came out on Steam, I think, like earlier this year. And it just released on PS4 on Tuesday or Thursday, I think. So I bought that. And then Streets of Rage 4 is on Game Pass. So it's like I went from that like like two months ago. Or like right before Doom came out, I had nothing to play. And now I have like eight games to play. So <laughs> Well, you got yourself busy. Yeah, and then now now we have – hoping I can knock these games. Luckily, the, the, all of these games are like outside of like Final Fantasy. Like I'm, I'm – I'm, I'm just jumping to what we've been playing right now. Um, I'm almost done with it. I'm on, I'm on, I'm pretty deep into chapter 16. There's 18 chapters. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, I'm like, I think I just about hit the 30 hour mark. Um, but it's just it's getting better as it goes. So I'm really enjoying that. I did not enjoy like there's like three different sections in the game where there's just like you can just do side quests if you want to. And for the most part, the side quests are like you know, a lot of them are you know they're not fantastic, but they're fun enough or quick enough that they're not really big like you can just knock them out like 20 minutes or less um and this last one like so like you've been through the entire world at this point that they have and now for the first time if the entire thing's open to you normally it's like you can only be in these sections at this time um and you just explore, explore that section where it's actually smartly done where it's like you know that you know that area like the back of your hand now like every like there's like four areas in the game um like main areas uh, in the world and like you spend a decent amount of time in each one where like you get to know it fairly well so now like the whole thing is open to you so you can travel from area to area which you really haven't been able to do before and uh, like there's like they give you like usually they drop out drop like three or four like uh, four to six side quests on you um, in each area like when you get there 
and you can knock them out in like two hours. And then, and, but they're all, and it's a very, it's not a very big area. They're fairly easy, easy to do. And like I said, they take 20 minutes or so to do. And this one, they drop like, I think like nine um, on you. And they don't tell you, usually it tells you the person you got to talk to. And you just go up, talk to them, do what you got to do. And there might be a few different things you got to do for each one. But like I said, not a big deal. Most of these ones where it's like, hey, my chocobos are, are gone. I can't find them. Can you help me find them? And you got to walk through the entire world map. It's like it's not huge, but it's it, there's enough lefts and rights and stuff and like areas you can like you can easily miss an area when you're walking around, and there's some like like tunnels and subways or stations you can go you have to go through, where I spent 45 minutes just trying to find these three goddamn chocobos, <laughs> um, and then there's there's like well my, um, the 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 children disappeared help help me go find them and normally it just tells you like all right they're around here go in this general area and look for them there was none of that. At all, and it, I don't know. It's, I already like you have to retread a lot of areas, um, and just trying to find the people you have to talk to in order to get these these done. Or was just it was like it was probably took me an hour and a half just to find all of the people to talk to, let alone in like another three hours to do all the side quests. It it was not fun. Like this, the most of them were just like, hey, I need can you go deliver this to this person, or hey, go fight this guy, go fight these, take these creatures take care of these creatures for me or something or things like that and like like I said they're short and then I don't know I just did not like this last batch it's like okay well we got we got some we got three good ones here and we have six ideas for some bullshit JRPG fetch quest shit should we throw them in there yes throw them in there people love that stuff um I don't know maybe people do I don't know I, I did not enjoy that but I mean it minor complaints um but no I'm like when you're on the main path of the game, it's awesome. It's fantastic. Uh, like I said, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm in the end game now, so I uh, can't wait to uh, hopefully beat it um, before we record next. Um, and then um, I'm probably gonna start on Astral Chain because um, that one's like the next longest. Like I looked up about how long it takes to beat that one. It says like 15, 20 hours, and then everything else I have after that is like five hours or less, pretty much. So like I heard like Street Rage Four is like if you want it like the playthrough is only a couple hours, um, and like like John Wick and Borderlands is gonna be a game. Well, I guess Borderlands will be the longest one, but I'll, I'll jump into that when I get to it. But I just want to knock out a decent chunk, if not all of these, if I can before uh, uh, Last of Us Two comes out. So um, like, but that's all I've been playing. More Final Fantasy VII. Hopefully next week have that done and jump on to the next game. What about you, Gibbles? All right. So from what I've been playing for this week. I have not beaten just one, but I've beaten two games this Ooh. past week since our last recording. One was the story mode for For Honor, the Ubisoft game. So basically from the last time that I was talking about For Honor and stuff, basically this game is divided into three chapters, right? And so you have individual things for the knights, the vikings, and then the samurai. Each one of them are separated by six parts, you know, six missions to each chapter. So, after going through a lot of the story elements of it, you know, the gameplay was fine. You know, I felt the gameplay was fine for what it was. There are some characters I liked playing as, because in this story mode and stuff, you get to play as a lot of different characters. There were some characters I thought was surprising that uh, I wouldn't was not even allowed to play inside those story elements. Like, uh, say for the samurai section, uh, Shigoki, that warrior, this big old dude or something like that, that uh, he 
is easy to use right, but yet he predominantly does like heavy hits and he can grab people and stuff and toss them aside and this and that and he's got a huge amount of armor and stuff. I mean, yeah, that sounds fun to use, honestly. But uh, in terms of the campaigns in and of itself for each chapter, I felt like there was a good mix of like, say, easy characters to use and like have maybe assortment of like medium characters you can use. I kind of felt like by the end of the last chapter, in terms of the samurai stuff, they had you controlling characters that are pretty hard to play, honestly. Like, the character class that I'm more or less referring to is the Orochi. The Orochi is a specific type of samurai and stuff that uh, is very counter-base. And what I mean by that is you are reliant upon quick reflexes and counteracting hits. So, what's my weakest part about this game? <laughs> dodging and countering. <laughs> so it took me quite a bit of time to get used to, and honestly, now that I think about it, I'm not still not used to countering and doing a lot of the different things with the characters in For Honor. And that was one of the issues that I did have, because in terms of gameplay, you're very much... It's very much of, okay, you got to attack one of three quadrants. It's sort of like a rock, paper, scissors effect where if you go, say, to the left side and attack someone, you know, you can catch them off guard. But if they're blocking that same spot, you know, that reflects your blow and you lose a little bit of stamina from there. <laughs> and so what sounds like an easy concept in general becomes a little bit more of a managing of your stamina meter in terms of what types of hit you want to do, whether not you want to counter with, say, with like another light hit or a heavy hit or a grapple but in regards to the cohesiveness of the story mode i thought that it was okay at best it definitely was not memorable it was more or less sort of like the trope of oh hey this group of knights and stuff is the dedicated bad guys and here's this person right here that's pretty much the cause of this whole entire thing causing war and doing this and that just for the sake of causing war you know it's like the biggest generic type of reasoning behind things. It's basically the type of person who just wants everything to burn. But gameplay-wise, I thought was fine. Like I said before, this is a game that I will definitely go back to in terms of playing online with friends. But in terms of, say, the story-wise stuff, the only reason why I would go back to these story missions now is if I want to accumulate currency in order to unlock different characters which quite honestly there is a bunch of different characters that I kid you not you would have to pay like 10,000 in-game currency like coins or something in order to unlock them basically all the currency that I earned throughout that entire playthrough that spanned eight and a half hours earned me about roughly 8,000 to about 850 you know 8,000 like 500 coins in general, and a whole bunch of the base characters that are around those factions of the knights, the vikings, and the samurai, they're like 500 coins apiece, and then like the other characters that were like introduced later, they're like 10,000, because Ubisoft wants you to try to purchase that those battle passes in order to make things easier, the whole microtransaction shit. But... In terms of, say, how much fun I had, you know, I'll be honest, I didn't have my good amount of fun playing this game. But for the outsider looking in, if you're gonna, if you are looking at this game 
And if you're interested in it, honestly, I'd try it. I mean, there's a bunch of discounts going now for for Honor right now, especially inside brick and mortar like places for not just the original, but also for the special edition that has the year one thing where they're like discounting it to like fifteen bucks. I'll tell you what, if you find that and you have a slight amount of interest in playing a fighting game like For Honor, delve into it. Buy it, because that'll give you a good set. And if you are fairly interested and you want to try out more characters that are there, there's like the year three pass, pretty much, where you can just go through, spend maybe 15 to 30 bucks or something from that and get their own selected characters. But honestly, that's pretty much up to whether or not you want to go through and endure say, a slog of a fighting game like For Honor is. Which, you know what? In and of itself, I kind of felt the game was just kind of mixed at best, but I still had a lot of fun playing the characters that I did. Now, we go from For Honor to the other game that I beat, which is Tekken 7. I'll tell you this. Tekken 7, the story mode... I'll tell you what, the story in any Tekken game, you do not even remotely try to piece or make enough sense of it. It's goofy... It's campy, but honestly, the reason why you go and play Tekken to begin with is because of the action, because of the fighting, because of the differentiating characters and their fighting styles. That is the reason why I go through and invest my time in playing Tekken. And I kid you not, Tyler, as soon as I started playing through the story mode and I started going through and playing as different characters, I started to get all sorts of good feels back again in terms of when I was playing Tekken 6, because... The battle system, just the fighting mechanics of Tekken in and of itself, is so fun to learn. There's all these, there's literally like lists upon lists of moves a character can use and do. But, you know, you're not going to remember all those fucking moves, of course. And this is part of the reason why that the learning curve of like memorization of getting, a, of getting good with one character is incredibly high. Because you have to go through and memorize not only the combos, but in what direction you're going to go and attack somebody, or if you're going to counter, like, say, light attacks that the opponent throws at you with, like, say, like an uppercut that launches them in the air, and then you have to go into technicalities by trying to maintain, like, the your opponent juggled in the air, quintessentially, where they're staying up in the air even though you're attacking and, like, propelling them inside this this immense chain combo. <laughs> the most fun that I had playing through the story mode was getting to play characters, like I said, like Akuma, which I'll kid you not, the whole battle between Akuma and Haihachi, Jesus Christ, dude. This was fucking hard as balls. I kid you not, this story mode at points was freaking hard as balls, but I loved how much action and how much things that I was actually going through but I'll tell you what, man, it started to break me a bit towards the end of that freaking story mode. Because quintessentially, we're looking at a three to four hour story mode, right? And you're playing a whole bunch of different characters. There were a couple battles which were absolutely pissing me off, man. And that was when you had to fight characters to say, like, Hihachi's wife and, like, Hihachi himself, even Akuma at some points. And you know how bullshit Akuma is in the Street Fighter games. And so it's like, when you face off against him in Tekken, he still has those fucking Street Fighter movesets, dude. He has these those aerial fireballs he does, that Eric Tatsumaki and stuff, and his freaking Hadoukens, his freaking 
all this other stuff. And he even has his fucking finisher, too, from Street Fighter 4. So that's basically what his model's straight up after. Like, modeled after. But, to be perfectly honest with you, Tekken 7... Tekken 7 is, like, a fantastic fighting game. Even though I had my quibs with, like, the story mode in of itself, it still didn't prevent me from enjoying the other aspects of the games, which I only enjoyed like a select few characters, but yet, because I bought the initial package when I did, I got the chance to experience, say, other features, say, like the whole treasure battle scenario, like the whole Tekken bowling thing, which is so fun to, to fucking play. It's so fun to play. I streamed that for a time on Twitch, but at the same point, Oh, Jesus Christ, man. It's like, this is definitely worth it in terms of people who are fighting game fans. If you have not tried Tekken 7, by all means, please, pick up the game for cheap. Wait for a colossal sale, either on the Xbox One or the PS4, because do what I did. The base game, get it for next to nothing, and then like get like this Ultimate Edition thing for like 25 then like get the rest of the game for like 25 you know, $50 for the whole complete package is an absolute steal. And quite honestly, this is a game that I will go back to. <laughs> but uh, that was Tekken 7. But yeah, pretty much the last things in terms of what I had been playing was Animal Crossing, obviously. Not as much, not as memorable, in terms of uh, what I have been doing with my time since then. Been playing with some friends, like interchanging items and this and that. But I finally paid off my house. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell. So what's left is to try for me, potentially, to get a five-star island. Which I may or may not do. But uh, overall, it's just whatever I feel like I want to do with it at this point. I've already beaten the game seen the end credits, I've already paid off my house, I've already done everything in terms of uh, satisfying Tom Nook with his whole issues and this and that, but yeah, that's pretty much it for what I have been playing. Alright, well, very cool, Gables. Now uh, we have a plethora of news topics this week to talk about. Oh yeah. Um, we'll jump into the, I think the biggest one first, um, Xbox had their third party reveal um, inside Xbox is what they've been calling it um, for uh, the Xbox Series X. It's going to be the first time we ever see actual gameplay for the Series X. Um, and their big thing they were pushing was um, last we, we talked about last week um, where they revealed Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yes. But it was, the, it was the night before they showed the trailer, which there was no gameplay in. And the big thing was that they were teasing. You'll see gameplay for the first time at the Xbox uh, event. Um, so they showed off 13 games. Um, right. It was all third-party stuff. They did, they mentioned though that in July they were going to be doing a big first-party um, blow-off, blow-out, whatever you want to call it. And I think in June. So the big thing is they're calling it Xbox 2020, as in like Vision 2020, not the year. And they're going to be doing events um, every month through the rest of the year, um, starting with this one. I think June is we're going to see more about the console itself, and then July we're going to see more about the games. Um, so, I'll go through um, the 13 games that were shown off. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla they, was there. A lot of these games were like first-time reveals, like Bright Memory Infinite uh, was a game that's revealed. It's a first-person sci-fi shooter. It was uh, it's actually being developed by a single, single developer, which is really impressive when you, when you saw 
um, the the gameplay that we did see from it. Uh, another game called Call of the Sea was revealed. It's a 1930s um, puzzler game. Um, it I've heard some people say it has like some like Firewatch vibes, which I, I kind of got from it, but it was there wasn't really much there. It was a quick little teaser. Uh, another game called Corves, I believe is how you pronounce it. Um, it's a space combat shooter. Um, or no, is it Chorus? Chorus, I've heard it called. Chorus, really? Yeah. It looks like it's spelled Corves, though, in the type. This is yeah, you're not the only one in the mistake, dude. It's their fancy way of saying Chorus. Okay, well, I hate it. Um, okay, all right. So it's called Chorus. My bad. Um, it's supposed to be out sometime in 2021. Uh, Dirt 5 was revealed. Um, they had Madden NFL 21. Uh, they said that uh, EA did announce so this this week that all their games are going to be part of the uh, smart delivery system, which is if you buy it on uh, the Xbox uh, One, um, that when you if you got an Xbox Series X, then it will you'll automatically get that Series X version for free. Um, but the thing they didn't really they didn't tell you is that you if you have to buy it by um, the end of the year, the Xbox One, the Xbox Series X. Um, you also have to, you have to buy well, you have to buy a copy of Madden uh, by the end of the year, and then before April you have to have uh, you have got a Series X and up and like upres that cop, copy to get it for free. Um, so it doesn't sound like it's a permanent thing. It's just like a it's free for a little bit if you uh, do it. Um, Scarlet Nexus was uh, also revealed. It's a uh, um, is that is that's a that's a Bandai Namco game, right? Yes, that's actually a, yeah yeah it's a Bandai Namco game. Yes. Yeah. And it's a it's a like a third person uh, action fighter game. Uh, Scorn was revealed. Well, not revealed. I guess there was a trailer like released like three years ago on YouTube. Um, but we there was it's supposed to be a first person horror adventure game, but it was um, there was just no actual gameplay there. It's just very weird um, visuals. Um, Second Extinction, Extinction, which I thought was like a online Turok remake or something, um, a reboot. Uh, uh, but it's actually it's called Second Extinction. It's a it's like four people uh, fighting dinosaurs, um, mutant dinosaurs. Uh, then another game we got was the Ascent, which is like a top-down uh, shooter. Um, it's like a cyber uh, RPG, cyberpunk version of that. Uh, then the Medium was revealed. Uh, it is a psychological horror game. Uh, people actually made the Blair Witch game, Observer, and Layers of Fear are the ones making this. Um, and you are um, you take the role of a of Marianne, a medium caught between two worlds, the real one and the spirit world. Um, and there'll be more soon, I guess. Uh, and then Vampire, the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 was, uh, was I don't think it was revealed. We've heard of it. It was announced, but first time we got a trailer from them. Uh, and then Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, it's actually going to be a launch game for the Series X. Uh, no word if it's going to be a PS5 game. Um, but uh, I think that, well, yeah, that was all the games that were revealed. Um, you we both watched it, Gable. It was about thirty minutes long. Mm-hmm. What was your overall uh, take from this um, gameplay reveal event? It was underwhelming at best, honestly. To be perfectly honest with you, there were some games that were fairly interesting to me, like say Bright Memory Infinite. I mean, the whole that that trailer was like the only one I felt that looked remarkably almost like next gen, and that was created by one person. That in of itself blows my mind that one person came up with that initial gameplay and that initial look and feel of that game. So it's like what I was saying. There was a lot of games I thought that were interesting. Bright Memory Infinite being one of them, you know, Dirt 5, 
and like Call of the Sea because it's reminiscent, almost looks like Firewatch in that regards. But uh, the medium, the medium was an interesting looking game. I mean, pathological sort of like horror theme, you know, like the in order in almost like say a way like say I want to say the Evil Within or like say God, there's like other games of that sort as well, but I forget off the top of my head. But Scarlet Nexus, you know, it kind of looks pretty fun in that regards. It's the first thing that I thought off the top of my head when I saw the initial footage of it was, oh, yeah, that's sort of like Devil May Cry. Or, hey, that's, you know, it has some themes of Astral Chains, it looks like. But uh, I'll tell you what, though. The one that kind of, like, was... The last one I thought was fairly interesting was Yakuza Like a Dragon. Only because... I looked at the game and I was like, okay, this is Yakuza. And all of a sudden, I get to the part of the trailer where he draws out a sword, this mythical sword. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Yakuza's been that series where I've always wanted to invest and try out one of the games and see if I would like it or not. But I'll tell you what, man. Yakuza Like a Dragon looks pretty fun. But I feel that overall... The conference by Microsoft, this whole gameplay, first gameplay things for the Xbox Series X, was underwhelming at best. And because of the fact that there was very minimal gameplay that was showed throughout that entire conference, the first trailer for Bright Memory Infinite was the only type of gameplay I actually saw that was looks that actually was similar to that of say next gen, you know? But you have things like Scorn, which you know what, Scorn, I really don't do not care for that game because that initial trailer didn't really like uh, impress me all that much. I mean, hey, it's a trailer. Yeah. It's it's yeah. more like the weird penis thing really threw me off too. Oh, there was definitely a lot of phallus things going on in that trailer. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is it it just basically looks gruesome for the sake of look, looking gruesome and gothic, sort of like in that sort of alienistic sort of way. Madden 21, you know, it's it's Madden. You know, mm-hmm. you know what you're going to get. Vampire yep. the Masquerade, Bloodlines 2. That was a weird-ass fucking trailer. And I did not yeah. know it was Vampire the Masquerade until that... Until, like, maybe the brief a couple seconds of gameplay, and all of a sudden you have the freaking banner of what the game's name is. And I'm like, okay, that's... That's sort of interesting, but that's sort of a terrible way in order to advertise your game because the first yeah, I thought thing it was is, like a, I thought it was like a Joker game at first, dude. With those big smiling faces, and I'm like, is this a Batman? Are you not seeing the Batman game now? Oh my god! Oh, it's vampires. No, oh my god, no! But it was like seeing the initial trailer, and you see this dude dancing inside of a living room inside of this like Christmas like setting with like it, obviously it was corpses manipulated to where it's like, oh hey, we got big old smiles, and then it's like, oh okay, that's not unnerving at all. Then, you know, you see a little reference of vampires and this and that, which kind of, for a moment, had me thinking vampire, but... Uh, oh, God, don't tell us not talking about vampire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, Vampire the Masquerade. Bloodlines 2. Yeah. Then there was The Ascent. Yeah. The Ascent, eh, it was sort of like Diablo style, but I got a big old meh from that. The yeah. whole Second Extinction, you know, like Reclaim Earth or whatever the hell it was called. Yeah. It looked like a bland squad-based shooter, but the only driving point is, oh, hey, you're gunning down a bunch of dinosaurs here and up in the self, which, you know, there's a way you can play that into a thing where it make it seem interesting, but it seems much more bland than, say, like, Turok, you know? Turok is well-respected. It's a good game for its time and stuff, and honestly, I haven't played the initial 
like re-release of say Toroxy on Switch or whatever. But uh, yeah, man, it's like Second Extinction did not give a good first impression to me. I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, oh, let's not forget about the big old elephant in the room. You know, the 800-pound freaking <laughs> gorilla inside the room, and that's Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah. For a company like Ubisoft, which, you know, granted, you know, they've had their missteps and stuff. In order to tell people, it's like, oh, hey, let's see this. Uh, just a day before, it's like, hey, we're going to show this gameplay-like trailer here on Thursday at this time and stuff. And basically, they sort of backtrack it inside of the way where it's like, well, there is a bit of gameplay, but the cutscenes are in the gameplay engine. I'm like, that's not the fucking same thing. Yeah. That was the biggest disappointment of that entire thing, you know? I mean, the conference by Microsoft was underwhelming at best, but it was a wet fart when you had Ubisoft show Assassin's Creed Valhalla, a second trailer... No promised gameplay whatsoever, and then immediately go into the developer like sort of like interviews and stuff, talking about the game and stuff. Which honestly, we did learn some tidbits about the game itself. Like it's going to be a little bit smaller in scope of like the actual overall exploration as compared to say Odyssey, that was well in depth and had a lot of like detail and stuff to it. I mean, hell, I never played through it, but I know you did for a lot, mm -hmm. Tyler. But That's great. Uh, yeah. Oh, fuck. If I had to give it any type of grading, I'd give it like a fucking 3 out of 10, man. That was boring as shit. But yet the presentation of it was like the best they'd had. But this did not convince me that next generation, this is next generation. It kind of reinforced the element of what I had previously when I bought this PlayStation 4 Pro like a couple weeks ago. Where it's like, hey, I'm going to wait another two years and stuff like that until the you know the systems actually go forth and be presentable to what they are. But what I will say is, we'll see the first-party stuff, obviously, in July, I guess, from Microsoft. Sony hasn't said anything in regards to what they're going to be doing for the PS5 details and what games are coming to that system. And obviously, Nintendo has their own thing going towards the end of the summer. But, Tyler, what did you think about this whole ordeal? Um, I'm pretty much in agreement with you on that. Uh, pretty much what everything said. I think that's the most frustrating. I think, if, I think first off, announcing it. Um, I mean, you want to make a video because they do a lot of inside Xboxes and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but they're always small things, like, and they don't really get a lot of attention to them. You might see, like, a little article. There might be, like, a little thing comes out of it. But for the most part, there's, they're never really an event. Um, and, yeah, I just, I mean, the, I think one thing, you know, obviously, it's kind of like the issue that um, PS, uh, PlayStation had, uh, like, six weeks ago or so. When they did the, when they announced the, the PS5 uh, spec thing, and like, people were like, a lot of casual fans or people don't really pay much attention to this kind of stuff um, went like a little crazy with it where it's like, oh, well, they're going to show off gameplay or maybe they'll we'll see the box or things like that. And it's like, no, this is just like they're going to just go a deep nerd dive into the specs of, of this console and what's in it and how it runs and what makes it go, basically. Um, and I think this had a little bit of that same issue where like, oh, they announced it, obviously. I mean, you're going to have the issue regardless. We, we always... Overhyped Nintendo Directs every time, and there's been like 50 of those. It's like we can't help it. We we do it. We go crazy. Our minds go to the things we want the most. And I mean, sometimes they're great and they're better than the things that we want the most. They actually have something better than what we thought we wanted. Um, but even you know, even still, there's always that little disappointment you have because you know, there's always those fake rumors like that come out. And um, I don't know. I just I, I but I think the biggest issue was, was with the, if they if they were just 
came out and said it's a third party event. Uh, we're going to show out. We're going to show off some third party games and reveal some third party games and just left it at that. Maybe it wouldn't have been such a big deal. But I think the big thing was they kept announcing. The big thing is like they kept hyping was you're going to see gameplay. And it's like this is a 30 minute or so event, and we saw two, three minutes of gameplay combined from these 13 games. I mean, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I don't. I mean, what there might have been 20 seconds of gameplay in that two minute trailer, and that was that was the 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 big thing they were hyping to come watch this thing was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And they even hyped it up during the thing, stay tuned for Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay reveal. And it's like, there was, I mean, you blinked and you missed it. Um, that, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think the, the big issue is a lot of these games might be great or really good. Um, and if shown off in a, in a proper setting, uh, we, there might be a little more hype and excitement for these. But I think the, like in the, in a vacuum of what it was supposed to, what this event was supposed to be, um, it was very disappointing. Like, I think the Bright Memory Infinite, like, that could, that, I mean, looks like it could be cool. But that's the issue we have was, like, they're all, they, a lot of these are, like, brand new um, franchises. And I always hate when you go and get, like, gameplays, or you don't get game, you get, like, a teaser trailer with no gameplay in it. Um, because I don't know how to feel. It's like, I can get excited for, like, an Assassin's Creed 4, or, or no, Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla, um, you know, like no gameplay thing because I'm like, okay, I know what this game is, um, and all right, cool, it's in a Valhalla, it's in a, a you know a Viking setting, I'm down with that. You know, you can do that with Uncharted, or you can do that with God of War, or you can do that with um, Halo. Like people will get excited because we know what those brands are, and it's like you look at, I mean, what out of all of these games, what Dirt is a is a is a real, well-known franchise, Madden is a well-known franchise, um, and then what uh, the vampire people know what that is. Um, but I'm, I don't know. And then Yakuza. But this is a different type of Yakuza game than we're ever going to have before. It's not the same as the other ones. Um, so well, I don't know. I, I just, I can't, go ahead. Well, like I was saying and stuff, there are two things that I initially have kind of a beef with, uh, say, this press conference. One, there was not one legit game that was shown throughout this whole spiel where I initially thought that I was going to go out and buy and the second yeah. being is like, yeah, I had some modern interests and stuff, but none of them, none of them showed any type of desire for me to buy it on the Xbox Series X over, say, like the PlayStation Four or the Xbox One or the PC, because yeah. games say like Scarlet Nexus, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and stuff, Assassin's Creed, obviously, and then like Dirt Five, the whole Forza Horizon sort of themed dirt game. That. Those games I could initially enjoy on the PlayStation 4, and quite honestly, I may pick up maybe one or two of them on the PlayStation 4, but yeah. I think from the initial offerings, it failed me to even get remotely interested inside of the third-party offerings on the Series X, and that's the most important thing. If you have, you're trying to appeal, what Microsoft's trying to appeal with their third-party partners is, is the initial point of why should... We buy a third-party game on this system while we already have what we got. And nothing from what they showed was a major improvement of what we got. That was the impression that I perceived and what many others also perceived in that regards. So yeah. on those two grounds, it's <clears throat> like, this message was kind of lost. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I think the, you know the big issue is like, um, and like we always want more, more new franchises, more more of more different variety of things. But I think something like this, if you're going to do it this way, is like you need to have more um, like franchises we know maybe, 
like that, that kind of bring people like okay so like we know like okay bring us out of Hall. that's perfect but they, they did it a bad way I think everything about this is bad they did it wrong or it's like I mean it's cool like you throw some new stuff in there that's fine there's nothing wrong with that but in this setting what you're trying to do is like you're trying to see yeah, like I said sell the Series X it's like show us something we know like and like give us a reason show off that thing I think like I want to point out one thing before I move on to my next point is Scarlet Nexus looks badass. That game looks fucking awesome. Yeah, like, it does. I want to play the game, but I have, I'm not going to get it on you know the Series X or the uh, or if I if I get one of the new consoles and it comes out around then, then yeah, I'll get that on that. But I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get a new console because of it. Um, which you know it's kind of what your point was, but I think the whole way they did this was just bad. Or like I saw someone did like this really good like string of tweets that I I. I I agree with what their their take was. I don't agree with what they use as an example. Um, it's like the Nintendo Switch announcement thing we had a few Januarys ago, like right before the console came out, when they finally gave us a price, a release date, and they showed off a bunch of games. Like they they did it the perfect way, where it started off, they showed off all their first party games, like all the things they're like having coming soon for it, and then in the future, and then they showed they focused on the console itself, gave us a price, gave us the um, the date and all that and then um at or then after that they focused on like third-party stuff so i think they did it completely backwards where it's like we're, they're going to do third party then we're going to see the we're going to get the details on the, on the console then we're going to get first party it's like well the thing that's going to sell these these consoles more than anything it's going to be the first party titles um, you look at like the big the big reason a lot of people have gone to PlayStation and PlayStation is kicking ass this year. Not only the beginning of the franchise where Xbox bungled the whole thing, but look at all the fucking games. Like we always talk about, like Xbox hasn't had a great, really great um, first party game like that's taken over. That's been a big huge like. Seemed like Halo Five came and went. We've got one Halo game this generation. One. That's nuts. If, not including Halo Wars Two. We've got one Let's Halo game. See. Like you've got Gears Guardians, of... you have like freaking Halo two Wars Gears 2. Games. Yeah. But in terms of like other Halo stuff, you have the whole Master Chief collection, which included all the things from the previous generations on top they of... They fucked ad- that up. Add up con- yeah, they initially messed that up on the launch, but they kind of they... redeemed it with, say... I kind of felt like they redeemed it with, say, the occlusion of ODST and also Reach yeah. later on in the cycle, but it took a long while for that to couple get to years. that point. But, yeah, and, yeah. But you look at like that, I think... And that's why I just don't understand. It's like, and I think I think they have the goods coming. Maybe they don't have them in the show right now. I don't know. Maybe that's an issue. But I, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, it's cool. You want to show off all these great games. Like, if, if these are exclusives to them, that's great. But it just feels like the same issue we've, I've had with them for the last few E3s with, with Microsoft was like, oh, we have the most games to show off this uh, at this press conference. It's like, we have 75 games to show off. But it's like, most of those games you see are coming to other consoles um they're not exclusive um you know and they show so many that it's so hard for any of them that really stick in your brain then it's like sony will come in and show off eight games and all of those games and they're like all of them are like high quality games and they leave a lasting impact in your brain because one they didn't show they didn't throw you know 70 games at you in 90 minutes um and they focus long term on those games but they're also those games you know they they they, have, they show off a decent amount. Same with Nintendo. Like all not all the games at the direct you know stick out to you, but there's always a four or five or six that usually do, and they might only focus on a ten or twelve. And I just feel like that's all it was. It was like here's a shit ton of games we have in a, in a short amount of time. And I just I don't know. I just 
I, I don't, don't want to. I'm not going to bash these games um, because these games, like I said, all these games could be really good, and they just got shown off the, at the wrong event. And I'm glad that these games are getting this, you know, shown off. But I don't know. I just, I like the the ascent though. I do want to kind of like how many goddamn top down shooters have we have we seen? Like that feels like the ne- the big thing we've seen in the last decade is like we, it seems like there's like five of those a month that get released. Um, they just come and go. Um, Dirt Five. I mean, there's an audience for that, but it's not a big audience. I I don't know. I just I don't know. I, I don't. It was frustrating. I you know I want a reason to love Xbox. I want a reason to come back and, and you know I have the Xbox One X. I want a reason to play the goddamn thing. Um, I still I still just don't feel like there's a reason. But I'm hoping hoping that they the next two months they kill it with their um, events. But we need to move on because we are going along and we still have like five more topics. Um, moving on, not really a lot to say here, but um, EA Play is uh, happening. They announced on June 11th. Uh, it's going to be a completely digital event, um, and they also announced that um, they're going. They have like 14 games, I think it was, um, to show that they're going to release this year. Um, so, and, and they announced that there's going to be uh, world premieres, news, and more. Um, so and there's been talks that oh though I, I forgot there's that the leak that's come out that the Mass Effect trilogy is happening, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, that's been the new thing and maybe the new the Dragon Age game that was revealed a couple years ago, we'll see more on. But um, I don't. I mean the EA Play has been such a weird thing the last few years. And like last year they tried to change it up to like this weird like of like event where they just kind of like what like. Uh, like PlayStation did with their last E3 showing, where it's like we're gonna just focus on like five games um, and spend 15, 20 minutes on each of them, showing going deep dive into gameplay and trailer and stuff like that. Um, I don't know, but um, are you excited about about the CA play? Not really. It's basically yeah. Mass Effect trilogy or bust with me. Mm. <laughs> and bear in mind, I would like to see what if they are working on the sequel to the Force. Not the Force. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. What oh, Jedi Fallen Order? Yeah, Jedi Fallen Order. That The sequel to that. I don't know why I was thinking about the 360 games. <laughs> but, I'd yeah. be okay with that. Those two, basically that's it. As long yeah. as you get to play the Mass Effect trilogy on the PS4, I'm fucking fine. <laughs> I think, I'm, I'm hope. I mean, that's the big thing to come out of it. Um, I'm hoping, though, that they do, like, there's something different. I don't, I don't see the Jedi Fallen Order thing happening. They just announced, they just had that, like, that update come out with some, like, new play, new game plus and stuff. Uh, maybe some small DLC, but I, I think they're completely on to the uh, onto the sequel at this point. Um, but I'm with you, like the Mass Effect. I mean, as far as things we know, but I mean, every, they, every now and again they throw out a, a new cool franchise or a game. Um, I, I think the yeah, the Mass Effect trilogy is the big one that I think all of us want, and like it's the same. Yeah, Mass Effect or bust at this point. The only thing other that I'm really looking forward to is. There's been rumors that they're adding a uh, street mode in Madden this year. So, if there's some sort of street Madden uh, or some NFL street style thing in there this year, that would make me really excited. I'm gonna buy Madden regardless, but I'd be yeah. really excited if they get the if they add in. There'd be just be one more thing to, to play on there. So, um, moving on, let's jump into. We'll, we'll stick with we'll stick with uh, some of the big people here. So, um, a big thing is is it sounds like that there's going to be no Nintendo Direct in June, and then possibly might not be one until end of summer or early fall. Um, so, yeah, I don't... Uh, it's hard to be, like, frustrated or mad at 
you know anybody right now with with everything going on in the world everybody's just kind of got thrown for a loop um but it's just like that was the most impressive a lot of great things come out of that nintendo conference call and we'll get to that here in a little bit but the most depressing thing was they showed off all the games they have coming out for the first half of uh 2019 it's like we got um xenoblade we've got the pokemon first part expansion and that's it <laughs> it's like that's all they got oh then we, we got the new smash Bros. character that's everything they have for the first six months of this year but um i don't give us where, where, where are you at with this well honestly it's disappointing obviously but uh at the same point, they're still working on a lot of the games. They actually went forth and confirmed that they are working on games like, say, Metro Prime 4, you know, the whole sequel to Breath of the Wild and stuff. But uh, obviously things are taking a lot more longer than anticipated because of the whole COVID-19 stuff. And you know what? That's Honestly, that's pretty much it. I really don't have too much else to share. It's just like it's disappointing, but at the same time, I understand why they yeah. have to do it. Yeah, it's like you get it, but it's, it's yeah, it's just like God, it's just it sucks because it's like I want something to look forward to on my Switch. Um, but then this again, year. there's a hell of a lot of good games on Switch. <laughs> yeah, no, there is, but it's just like we've been. I mean, it's it's definitely been like a spoiled lately thing, um, and it's just I don't know. I just I, I think still have some shit to show us this year, but it's just like I think it's just like you're going nuts with like the lack of like knowledge kind of thing. I was like, I'm going, like, what the fuck do you have for us? People are Please, going God, stir. Us. Yeah, people are just going stir crazy with a lack of Nintendo news. Especially yeah. if they are, like, waiting to the end of the summer and stuff. There there will be more stuff released by Nintendo by the end of the year. It's just, it's going to be a lot less than what we had anticipated. Yeah. Um, but speaking of that uh, conference call we had, uh, they talked, they had, they um, came in, this is all the sales through um, March of 2020. Um, they uh, have Confirmed they sold 54, is 54, 55 million Nintendo Switches have been sold. Um, so, obviously, selling fucking crazy well. Um, and then they announced that Mario Kart has sold over um, 24 million units. Pokemon Sword and Shield have sold over 17. Uh, Animal Crossing, uh, as in 11 days on the market, sold almost 12 million copies. And at this point, has sold over uh, almost 14 million copies outselling the entire franchise um has, has already done for all the individual game has done in its lifetime um and they out they said that they're that they expected the lifetime sales to be 13 million it's already surpassed surpassed it in in six weeks on the market um and then uh what was it they uh, uh luigi's mansion 3 has already sold uh seven million almost seven million copies super mario maker 2 sold about six um, and then the uh, new Super Mario Brothers Deluxe that's already sold um, almost seven. Uh, and then oh, there's something else I wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, so they announced that 50% of the uh, the um, Animal Crossing sales were digital. So um, I think, uh, and they also they they expect they don't expect that that to be a ongoing thing. Obviously, the times we're in right now, um, it's a little harder to get go out there and get physical copies of games, but. Um, um, stopping people from buying them. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that it's a great time, better time than ever to have digital be a, be an option, because yeah, it's uh crazy. That's awesome to see. Like I, I think we all knew. I mean, we all knew that Animal Crossing was really probably had the the best thing. It was doing the best out of any console, anything video game yep. wise. Like they're obviously um, doing well because, like, well, doing better because of of the. Uh, pandemic we're in right now but i don't think anybody expected it to do as well as it as it is doing 
Um, I don't know, Gil, what's your takeaway from all this? Rather impressive, honestly. I think the interesting little details is that for the lifetime sales of like the Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey are like relatively tied. Yeah. And, oh, and, yeah, I forgot that. Yep. And on top of that, you know, it's like, with the exception of one game on that list, the rest have sold over 10 million units of software yeah. <laughs> in their lifetime. That's yeah. freaking crazy. Where it's like, where it's like, you know, all of those, all of those games have, and I know this is kind of bad. All of those games have sold, for the most part, more than the entire lifespan of the Wii U console itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Like that's lot, yeah, what's they... that's what's crazy about it to me. And that's what kind of makes it much more eye-opening in terms of like how much of a success the Switch has been in terms of their sales. And you know what's even more hilarious and what's more interesting is the software sales is almost neck-to-neck with the entire lifespan of the 3DS already yeah. three years yeah. in. Yeah, it's getting close. I, I, yeah, and I, I think they showed like the... They talked about the sales of the, um, of the 3DS and it only did like... Um, I want to It was like just about a million were sold in the last year. That's it for 3ds. So. And this is what they are considering, like barely the middle, middle of like the yeah. life cycle of the Switch. Now we're gonna, and honestly, I'm happy that they said this is like the middle part of it because it's like, ain't no way in hell that they're going to be like going through and updating this fucking Switch or someone replacing it anytime soon. I would much rather have this thing on the market for like a full seven years because if it's doing this numbers and it's being that successful for Nintendo. God, keep on chucking out like any type of like any and all games and stuff that you freaking can put at this thing, because everyone else from like other game industry, like third party developers, from like even the most obscure of games, are making it onto this platform that you wouldn't see anywhere else. You know, so it's like it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, it's incredible. I, I think the. I, I hope this thing keeps selling really well. And I hope it, I mean, but I also don't want them to stick with this thing too long, especially if it starts losing that momentum. Because that's something we saw with the Wii, where it's like they were on top of the world for like three years and they just kind of st- like stuck with that and they never really moved, like kind of expanded to pa- uh, past that. And <clears throat> you saw like they by the end of the generation, it's just like Nintendo was, was in a worse spot, you know, because of the Wii. I mean, it made it super seller, obviously, but they they stuck with that 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 kind of that uh, platform for too long, and obviously moving into the Wii U, put them in some dark ages there. Um, so, one, I hope they can keep this momentum, and two, if, if they like, if they have something a next, a really great banger idea for a console, like I don't know how you top this though. I, I really don't. Like, I don't know how you get. I mean, I mean, I think a lot of us felt the same way about the Wii. It was like, how do you pass? You can't go back to a normal console, and I still think that's true. Like. They can't go back to like a normal console, um, so who knows how they're they're gonna move past this and expand upon upon that, all this. And they also announced there's gonna be no uh, Switch Pro this year, which I don't think anybody's really surprised about. But they said they didn't have a new Switch, any new idea, plans for a new Switch last year, and they ended up releasing the Switch Lite. So we obviously can't trust anything they say. So um, yeah. So uh, moving on here. Uh, so Mortal Kombat 11 dropped a surprise trailer. Um, on what well, is like a teaser trailer on like Monday. I want to start yeah Monday, and then on Tuesday they released uh, like a three minute trailer for a, a new expansion for Mortal Kombat 11 called Aftermath. Um, it comes out on May 26. New new, will you stop? I don't know why new new. She's yeah, I've been at me for some reason. I don't know why. Um, 
but uh, it's coming out May 26th. It's going to be, uh, if you already own um, Mortal Kombat 11, um, but the, so there's, it's really confusing here how this works out. So you need to have a copy of Mortal Kombat 11, but you also need to have the battle passes for the games. But if you already have Mortal Kombat 11, but you don't have the battle passes, there's this $50 bundle you can buy to get all that shit with Aftermath. If you have the first uh, um, combat pack and Mortal Kombat 11, there's a $40 version that gives you Aftermath and all the other shit you need. Um, but if you don't have any of that, for $60, you get the full game, the combat packs, and you get um, Aftermath. So, <laughs> very confusing. At first, when I first when I read one thing, like it was very confusing at first because I was like reading stuff about it. It's like, someone said you don't need to even have Mortal Kombat 11 to play this, which I'm like, awesome, because I don't have my copy anymore. I sold it. I'm like, this is great. I, I want to play this um, thing. Then I saw it was 40 bucks. I'm like, I don't know if I want to play it for that much. But, um, and this one, it's like, so the spoil, it completely spoils the end of the, of the first game, but like, uh, like, you know, any spoilers for people that haven't seen it or, you know, uh, you play it, like, Shang Tsung is, uh, uh, the main character in this game, and then Shiva returns, and then Robocop is in there for some reason. Um, he's one of the characters in the, in the, in the, in the, the combat pack, but he's also, I think he's a character in this expansion, I think. So I don't know how that's going to work. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think you played Mortal Kombat 11. I'm, I think I'm going to wait to see this because I have to, like, spend the whole $60 again on Mortal Kombat, and I'm like, I'm not going to replay it through the, through the uh, campaign. I, I just want to play this thing, but I don't know if I want to pay 60 bucks to play through this thing. Oh, um, my gosh. I'll tell you what. What's more or less interesting on Warner, is Warner Brothers found a way to make it even more so pricier for the people that invested in Mortal Kombat 11 to begin with, because it's like they paid $60 for the game, and now they potentially, if they didn't even buy any type of like season passes, you got to pay like an additional, what, $50 in order to get Yeah, it's really crazy. It's thing. like, hey, you have to buy our last DLC pack. Plus, you got to buy this DLC pack. But at, the same, but at the same time, that's nothing different in terms of what, say, Bandai Namco has done with, like, say, some of their fighting games like Tekken 7, like Soul Calibur 6. And it's nothing different than, say, like what uh, Nintendo has done with Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and stuff with the character passes and whatsoever. But even so, it's still fucking shitty that if you invest inside of a fighting game, especially this generation at launch, and then you have to shell out. Yeah, even Dragon Ball Fighters, man. He's like, shell out all of this for all the content. It honestly makes a lot more sense to wait until like a big old Game of the Year edition or whatever the hell with the multiple season passes and everything come out. Because yeah. here's the thing. You know who's going to get the best deal out of this whole steal is the people that have waited this long yeah. after release in order to invest the 50 or $60 into this game. But that being said, and that ran out of the way, the content of this DLC, which you know what, yeah, a couple of the characters are alright and stuff. I'm not familiar with Mortal Kombat, but I'll tell you what, it's fucking hilarious that we have a game, a fighting game, that involves the Terminator, Spawn, the Joker, and fucking Robocop. Right? <laughs> this is it, like yeah. some fucking 80s teens wet dream, dude. <laughs> That's yeah, what it, it basically is. This is. It really Ed, is. This is fucking Ed Boon as a kid. It's like, oh man, you know what would be fucking yeah. cool? If we had like freaking Freddy Krueger inside of this game and stuff. Or hey, if we have Robocop and then we have fucking Terminator just going neck to neck. We don't each other do these fatalities and shit. It's like, yeah, it just sounds like a fever dream. But... How RoboCop's gonna work in terms of like instead of a fighting game to where you have characters that initially start jumping and this and that, it just makes me think: Is he gonna be like this fucking tank that's just gonna be moving around and just like just basically spouting one-liners? But I'll tell you what: the coolest part about that 
is they got the original voice actor, the original Peter actor, Weller. Peter Weller, yeah. for RoboCop. That is amazing. Noticed his voice immediately when they showed that trailer. And I'll tell you what, man. Looking at some of the reactions from fighting game fans and stuff, I'm like, what, what the fuck was RoboCop doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's pretty much it, though, for me. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good way. Like, that's a good way of thinking, actually. It's like, I, I want to, I mean, if it comes out and it's fantastic and it's like a decent amount of content, maybe then I'll pick it up. Like, but like I was saying earlier, beginning of the show, I got a shit ton of stuff to play right now. So I don't need, I don't need to get it on May 26th, but yeah, you're, I don't know. I probably just, it's probably smarter to just wait. Um, and maybe in a few months still have it for like 30 bucks and pick it up. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna have to wait and see. Like, I, I, I liked Mortal Kombat 11. It's probably my least favorite of the Mortal Kombat's of this trilogy, but it was still good. Um, the story just gets fucking bonkers crazy. It's like, I don't know, but they, I don't know. I just, it feels like they're like rebooting the, like the, like the story they did. So Tyler, that's what they do. Like every few generations, like every few I know. games, dude. <laughs> I know. It's just stupid, but I, I know. It's like but Mortal it's... Kombat 9 was like the reboot of this whole entire thing. And all of a sudden it's like 10, 11 and stuff. And it's going to, it's going to be like the last hurrah. Then it's going to be another reboot, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I don't, yeah. Who knows? I mean, the way they're doing this, it looks like they can just, they could probably continue on the story from it. Um, but they are rebooting the world in a way, um, so I don't know. Well, we'll wait and see. But I, I'm just gonna see what people are saying. If, but if it's only like a couple hours, I'm not. I'm, there's no chance in hell I'm getting that for especially even for forty bucks, but especially sixty bucks. Well, why not just but, look um, into it and see? You know. Yeah, I'm gonna wait till like reviews and shit come out and see what people have to say. But even still, if it comes out and it's like it's another five six hours as long as the regular campaign, but it's um, you know, even still, I'll probably just be you know, like. Like you said, wait till it's a game of the year edition, maybe later in the in the year or when it's on sale or a PlayStation sale or something like that for thirty bucks. I'll pick it up. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm excited they're doing so they're they're continuing on because I love Netherrealms games. So um, yeah, I I'm hoping I'm always hoping we get like an Injustice reveal sometime this year because they every other year they release a game and they always take turns with Injustice and Mortal Kombat. So. Hopefully we're getting Justice Three next year, but I mean I guess they didn't announce Mortal Kombat until the Game Awards, and it came out like four months later. So I mean they could wait till the end of the year, beginning even next year, to announce the next one. I'll be but, perfectly um, honest; I'd be more accepting of a Injustice Three at this point. Yeah, I love Injustice Two. That's probably my favorite. I, I think I like the Injustice games more than like the Mortal Kombat games. So um, same. Yeah. So uh, hopefully we. Uh, we get some news on that here soon. But moving on to our last topic here. Um, so there's been a lot of um, issues going on with Sony lately with the, with some um, DMCA takedowns uh, on YouTube of people's last of us two videos. You were, I didn't know anything about this and you were telling me about it, but uh, a lot of people are having their um, getting copyright strikes and getting their videos taken down. Um, even just for so much as like mentioning uh, Last of Us on Twitter, like the, about spoilers, thing, like not even like giving out spoilers, but like saying no spoilers, things like that. Or, there's no gameplay in it. There's no uh, audio from the video or anything from the games itself. Even but uh, like, people are even like certain things, like uh, say live streaming. There was a YouTuber on Twitter that uh, I forget his name, but apparently it was just like a discussion that they were having, like his group of friends or something like that, just streaming and stuff, and. His stream was automatically taken down from YouTube as like a file a copyright claim against it because oh I, yeah I'm yeah. looking at it. it says Jeremy Prime yeah Jeremy yeah. Prime I think yeah yeah so uh, yeah he was the one that had his uh, tw- uh, Twitch uh, video taken down 
But go ahead, uh, sorry. Okay, so initially, so initially, yeah, a few weeks back, Naughty Dog had a whole bunch of content, assets, videos, pictures leaked onto the internet. They're claiming hackers. Honestly, it's at this point, it's up in the air because there are conflicting reports of it being hackers or of it being like the scrum worker or a third-party contractor whatsoever. The fact remains is the game, if you want to see the spoilers of The Last of Us Part 2, hey, that's all up to you, man. It's like, if you want to go for it, then go deep and then just go through that, you know, it's there. It is there and stuff. But uh, the initial backlash, you know, yeah, the initial backlash, people didn't like the ending of The Last of Us Part 2. I understand. But at the same time, let me just cover this right now, is we will not go into any details in regards to spoilers on The Last of Us Part 2. But what I would like to share is, like, in terms of, say, the reaction by Sony and by Naughty Dog in response to even remotely talking anything negative, it feels like, about The Last of Us Part 2. Quintessentially, I think it's absolutely bullshit. Why? Because here you are, here these two entities are, going through and controlling, and trying to just manage and just control the opinion, control the outlook of a potential game release and stuff, because quite honestly, they know they're in deep shit right now in terms of not only just the gamers in general who have found out of how this game ends and are subsequently pissed because of what happens in that game. And on top of that, these false claims, these false DMCAs on YouTube channels, even on some as meaningless as stuff like some things like memes, you know, going through flagging down memes, do this and do that, you know, like, I'll be perfectly honest with you, both Neil Druckmann and Sony have not done a good job in terms of like PR control and regards to this whole situation. Now, bear in mind, yes, even though I was saying otherwise that I was not looking at any type of spoilers or anything like this, when I started hearing about initial, and this is was the straw that broke the camel's back, when I started seeing YouTubers starting to get flagged down, their whole channel's getting taken off a whole bunch of like people's opinions or something are trying to be in silence by this. I admit it upon myself. I started watching Angry Joe and stuff and his whole spoiler fueled thing on the game. So quintessentially, I know the ending of The Last of Us Part Two. That's how. However, you know what? I subsequently spoiled it for myself. I went oh. and I looked on that eventually because I knew. Bear in mind, I did not want to have the anxiety of having the game spoiled for me. I'm of the mind is, if I'm going to have something spoiled, I'm going to do it myself. So, I went ahead and I basically know what happens, but I will still go through and buy that game and play through the game and just basically decide what my opinion is of it as a complete package before... I go on to any type of like thing saying, oh, this game's terrible, or this game is good, or this or that. I want to be on a level playing field. I know it's kind of impossible knowing the ending of a game that I have not even played yet, but at the same point, you got to be thorough and like even kilter upon this. Because I will say this right now, there are a bunch of people that will not buy this game because of having the ending spoiled to it subsequently. I mean, hell, this is such a massive leak in general. 
the, no other video game I can remember had such like a major catastrophe in terms of a leaking of the game's plot before launch besides like The Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> but overall, Tyler, what's your take of this? Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I think it's a little bit of an overcorrection where I understand they're trying to stop it um, from spreading. But yeah, it definitely sounds like they've gone too far. Um, and doing it, and it's not the first time companies have done shit like this where they well, no, gone over, overboard with their um, copyright takes down. It happens all the time um, with with companies, not just gaming, but I mean, it, we know it more because we're gamers. But um, you, you see shit like this a lot. Um, yeah, I, it sucks that this is happening. Um, it sucks this uh, that got spoiled. It sucks that you it's you spoil. I mean, I know you did it for yourself, but it sucks that you there's even an opportunity for you to find out what happens. Um, well, yeah, it so. got up to that point where it's like I did not trust anybody on Twitter. I did not trust anybody on YouTube or anything else because I knew I would be spoiled eventually with that game. Yeah. So I did it for myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I made it through that first wave of this. I'm hoping to – I don't know what happens. I hope I can make it six more weeks. Um, I've definitely been a little um, – uh, jumpier on like twitter and stuff like that when i scroll through but i you know like I, I feel pretty good about the people that i follow that aren't they're not gonna like retweet certain things or um say certain things um like that but um yeah my biggest fear is youtube or anything because like that shit just pops up all the time like just yep. people but make the header is, is a spoiler for shit so it has for me i'll tell you that <laughs> yeah i mean i've definitely been spoiled but in the past on movies and shit like that because of um, people posting like as their as their the header or whatever on YouTube. So um, I think the, I think I'll be okay for now. But my big I think the, the when we, as we get closer that that last week before these console that for for the uh, Last of Us Two comes out and shortly after it'll be the toughest time to avoid spoilers. That thing. So oh, it, oh. it does suck oh. that we have an extra three weeks now of potentially happening. Right. But uh, yeah, it sucks that all the it, like I said, this whole situation sucks. I hate everything about this. It shouldn't. This shouldn't have got leaked. It, um, you shouldn't have known. Shouldn't uh, that shouldn't have. You shouldn't have had that anxiety of finding out. I mean, it sucks that you know what happens, and it sucks that people's videos are getting taken down it's, uh, because of this. Like, I hate this entire situation. Yes, um, I do the, too. The, but at the same yeah. point, at the same point, let's just go ahead and give a PSA right now in terms of everybody right. that's actually listening to this, where it's like, if you don't want to hear any type of spoilers or want to see any type of spoilers, God, stay away from any type of social media thing for like the next three or four weeks if you don't want to be spoiled that badly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm definitely, like I said, I'm, I'm a little jumpier on Twitter. I don't spend as much time on social media as I used to these days anyways, but... Yeah, I'm definitely being a little more careful um, with all that, um, and I definitely like I, I completely avoid uh, pretty much like the what you might the recommendation section on YouTube because that's usually where I get spoiled on shit. Like I'm just sticking to my subscription stuff and like my videos on like what I subscribe to, and that's pretty much I'm staying in a, a video game bubble for the uh, next six weeks. Um, oh yeah, to avoid everything don't, on that. Man, don't even like. Man, try to avoid what happened to people who say like gaming journalists and stuff like Greg Miller or even yeah. like angry like personalities like say Angry Joe or something like that, where they basically had the ending of this game spoiled in their fucking chat because one dick had to go through and like try to ruin it for everybody else inside yeah. of that whole thing. I'm like, oh man, I am so glad that I do not and I fucking do not 
I've, I'm actually kind of glad I did spoil that for myself because if I, if I would have found out inside of a Twitch chat of somebody I had followed and was paying and like doing the content, then I would be fucking pissed. Yeah, that would. I mean, I would be legitimately depressed. I mean, not like super duper depressed, but it like legitimately like I don't know if there's any game out there um, in the last five years like finding out the ending two before it comes out or before I get a chance to play it would bum me out more than this one. So right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, like Greg Miller, he got his guy, he found us out because people on the You're Wrong section of their podcast posted spoilers in there. Um, oh, so, my yeah. God. Same that thing happened horrible. then, basically. Yeah, and then, like, oh. I know I've heard a couple other podcasters and stuff, and YouTube and YouTubers and stuff like that. It's like, uh, they've got spoiled from because of shit like that, or like just going through comments. Like, I'm not even going to comments. I don't look at comments anyways on like YouTube or anything in general, really, um, yeah. anyways. So, like, I'm pretty good about like avoiding that, but like I've heard a lot of people like get spoiled like that, like are just reading the comments on their videos, um, or you know like a lot of people are like, well, it's gonna spoil. Like I know it's gonna get spoiled for me. I basically just do what you did, and people are just like, just go look it up and figure out what happens. But um, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I have, a, I have a decent chance of uh, getting through this thing unspoiled. Knowing my luck, the day it comes out, I'll get spoiled or something. Like that, so. <laughs> Oh god! I'll make it two months and then. Well, you know like, what's gonna happen then, right? It's like if you, as soon as you get the game, you gotta plow right through it so you don't get spoiled. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Yeah, I'm gonna like have to like take the weekend off work or something. I'm like, Courtney, I need I need like 20 hours for the next three days. Leave me alone. I'm gonna ble- I'm gonna I gotta knock this game out before it gets ruined for me. Okay, how can so, I beat this game the quickest? I'm gonna get on the easiest settings and I'm gonna plow my way through this. Son of yeah, and that's what's gonna suck. I'm gonna feel like I know as I'm when the game comes out, as I feel like I'm gonna be forcing my way through this game faster because. I don't want to get. I want to be able to play this game and play it the right way, but I know I'm going to be playing through it faster because I don't want to get risk the chance of being spoiled. So it sucks. This whole yeah, thing sucks. I hate it does. this. So yeah, but um, I think that's going to wrap up the show this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more from us, we have a Twitter page. We are or on Facebook. We have a page and group on there, on Twitch, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Just look up Drunk Nerds or Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Any of those things, um, and then follow us. Subscribe. Uh, like us um, five, give us a five star review leave a comment like uh, big, big thumbs up um, whatever you can do on Spotify if there's possible to leave a review do all that uh, and then twitch.tv slash Colonel Gables uh, follow him on there too please um, Yeah. so next time I was your host I was Tyler and I've been Colonel Gables so until next time everyone I hope you have yourself a good time hope you have yourself a nice day if you're listening to this during the day, whatever. But most yeah. importantly of all, <laughs> thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Hey, Gables. Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya. beers there anyways we're on itunes now so go on there check us out and if you like us leave us a review and we'll even shout you out and jack will send you his credit card number